Next one, we've got a few to go here. The Cowboys v the Roosters. And another interesting one, especially since the Cows are going to be coming in with a bit of confidence after their win against the Brisbane Broncos versus a Roosters side just coming off a loss uh, from the South Sydney Rabbitohs, um, which I'm very happy about, not going to lie. Um, <laughs> what what are your thoughts on this game? How, what direction do you sort of see this one going? Cowboys fans are going to hate me because they've got you know, big thoughts about their team this year now. But the the fact of the matter is with the Cowboys, man, is that they have played the Bulldogs and lost, mind you, at home. They've played the Raiders, who were also Bulldogs were, you know, last place last year. The Raiders, who were 10th place last year, and the Broncos were 14th place last year. So that's two bottom four teams and then a team that was still outside of the top eight there in 10th position. So looking at the Cowboys, you know, it's just... I don't know how to read them because they come up against the Roosters team here who are predicted to be, you know, top two, top three team this year. Roosters coming off that angry loss to the Rabbitohs. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I really see the Roosters getting a good win here. And I, th- I, I really see them getting a good win, a, a, a reality check, come back to earth win here over the Cowboys. Oh, look, I can't, I can't say you're wrong here. I have to agree with you there. I think that the Roosters have a pretty, pretty good side. And just with the side that they have got, I, I do think that it's going to be very hard uh, for the Cowboys to get the win. However, I think they're very capable of doing so. Now, we've got the two fullbacks up here. We've got Hamaso, Tabby Wifado, and James Tedesco. I think it's a fullbacks game of the ages. Hamaso, Tabby Wifado, the speed, the X Factor versus James Tedesco, who, as we talked about before, sort of reined in his game a bit um, and then focused on sort of being the sustainable guy out there in the back. Um, in terms of the fullback battle here, we'll go into the back line in a second, but in terms of just the fullbacks, who do you think wins the fullback battle? Well, I'm taking Tedesco. <laughs> I'm taking Tedesco there, but I understand that. I mean, so I've loved Tedesco for a while now. I, I love the speed that he brings and I love the uh, youthfulness that he has. And and I think he's a great play coming through, but I definitely uh, think that Tedesco is going to, you know, outdo him in regards to a lot of factors here. I think that Hamiso has more free reign to do a lot more than what Tedesco is able to do here. And what we were saying previously, that a lot of the fullbacks are, are, are changing to be a bit more structural, a bit more uh, stabilizing compared to, you know, the explosiveness that we've seen in, in previous years, like Papenhaus and whatnot. Uh, but I think, yeah, Tedesco is... I've got him as the best fullback in the game. And I've said this for years. I've, I tried to downplay Trebojevic as much as I could last year to let people know that it was one year. If Trebojevic does it again and continues it and wins the Prem or something like that, then obviously I'll start to think, yeah, okay, cool, Trebojevic is number one. But I still have Tedesco as the best fullback in the league. He's a stabilizer, yet he still has the ability to break through. I think he hasn't been the most unbelievable form, but this Roosters team really does not provide him a good outlet to have the unbelievable form. I think with the Warriors, Roger Tuvasa-Shek was exactly the same as what we're seeing here from Tedesco in a lot of ways, where he wasn't able to be anywhere near as explosive because of the fact he had to be stabilizing. So I'm still taking Tedesco there because he is, for me, the best fullback in the league. But we need to see him really start rocketing. Yeah, for sure. I do I do take Tedesco as well, just in terms of experience, in terms of the form we've seen him in the past few years. I think the captain, the skipper, James Tedesco, does take that one for me. In terms of the back line, now, this is a very interesting one because form, form, form in terms of Valentine Holmes and Murray Tulungi, but we've got Kyle Felt, 
Valentine Holmes, PDQ and Murray Tlungy versus Daniel Tupo, Paul Monorowski, Joseph Manu and Billy Smith. You know, in terms of the back line here, um, who who are you going to take in this one? Well, Kyle felt safe. Murray Tlungy is explosive. Valentine Holmes is explosive and Peter Hickley is probably safe. So uh, there's two safe and two explosive players there for each of those uh, positions of the Cowboys. I actually think for me, the Hickey has been the one that I've been most impressed with this year at the Cowboys in regards to that back line there. I think Kyle Felt is a, you're always going to get what you're going to get. I think Valentin Holmes has been decent. Uh, but with that being, I, I think that Hickey has been the, the guy there in that, in that back line, which is surprising to say, because I've never really been a huge fan of Hickey prior to this year. And Talangi is obviously super young, but yeah, no, he's a, he's a quality winger. Uh, moving to the Roosters, obviously, Daniel Turbo, experience, explosive. Billy Smith, a bit how you go on there. But Momorowski, I love what Momorowski can do. I was loving it at the Panthers and I'm loving it here. And Joseph Manu is fantastic. But I think based on the form, but the form is really tough to read because obviously they have played those three teams that are, for me, still kind of no hope of teams in regards to being a big dog. The Roosters are still a team that are definitely going to be a big dog this year. I saw on Kalaki's page to yesterday or today or whatever that someone was saying Roosters won't make the top eight. And I was like, you're just stupid. Like, you're an idiot if you think the Roosters aren't going to make the top eight, um, you know, based on the first three rounds of the season. But no, I, I look, I think that if you're looking at form, you're taking the Cowboys. But I think overall, you've probably got the better three guys there in Tupo, Momorowski and Manu with the addition of Billy Smith. who was okay. Uh, but I think those other three guys really pull that one up over the Cowboys. Uh, yeah, for sure. I would sort of have to lean just in terms of that experience towards the Roosters. But look, if the Cowboys come out red hot, Valentine Holmes, I think he's been sensational over the past few weeks. Hicko's been really good as well. I think that you're definitely right in saying that he's definitely stood out for them. I think this backline's been pretty good. Other than Koffelt, who, as you said, who's you get what you get with him. He's, he's average. Um, but Valentine Holmes, Peter Hicko, Murray Tulangi, I think, have been really good. Murray Tulangi is probably one of the really good young wingers coming through too. Um, yeah, Billy Smith. I went to the game and he was on my side for the first half where I was sitting. He was on my side and just watching him, he had some pretty decent touches. He, he looked all right when he got the ball. Uh, he's quite a strong, big guy, Billy Smith. I think he's more of a center than he is a winger. I don't, I don't think he's a winger. I think that in the centers, he can do some really good things. And we saw that for most of the games last year when he was playing in the centers uh, before, obviously, he had that horrific injury. But I don't think he's a winger, though. I don't think he's a winger. Um, I think there's a few other guys that you could chuck in there on the wing. I just think that Billy Smith is more of a center. Um, well, I think uh, Kevin Aguama's there, isn't he? Yeah, Kevin Aguama's there. They've got a few guys on the, on the, in the reserves here, including Kevin Aguama. Adam Kieran's been a bit of a weird one. He was in some amazing form at the back end of last year and has managed not to be in the side. Um, yeah, they've got some guys here that could definitely take that spot. But, yeah, very strange one for me. Very, very strange. Um, but you look, Trent Robinson sees something in Billy Smith. We could be sitting here in the next few weeks and be totally wrong. Billy Smith could come out even in the next few nights and, and have a really good one. That's something we should say as well, by the way, is that Trent Robbo won't be at the game because uh, he has apparently come down with COVID. So he mm. won't be um, the coach for this game. Yeah, that'd be very interesting. Well, he will be, but just not at the game. Yeah. Uh, that's a really interesting report. I, I did hear that one as well. Um, whether that has an effect in the sheds, it could. Um, 
Oh, I don't know. Well, it just I, it just comes down to the fact that he's not there to be able to make the the changes. Like he'll obviously be on you know phone and whatnot, but it's just not it's not easy to transition and and to translate what you want to the players when you're not there. So you can tell them everything pregame, but pregame doesn't is is completely different to what you're going to say at halftime because and and throughout the game because obviously so many things have changed in that first half that you need to adjust, and it's very difficult to adjust when you're not there. Could you imagine he comes on on speakerphone to the guy on the sideline and he's just yelling through that phone? <laughs> we go over to the coverage in the sideline at halftime and you can just hear him screaming on the speakerphone. Far out, that'd be the funniest thing I'd, I'd, I would have seen all week. That would have been all time. Um, but moving on, though, to the halves pairings. Tom Dearden, Chad Townsend versus Sam Walker and Luke Keery. Now, before I get your opinion on on, on these guys and and – and who I think, who you think is the better sort of harvest pairing here? I went obviously being at the game. Sam Walker was on my side for a little while too, and he looked sensational. Now he wouldn't have st- stood out much to the people watching at home, but he really had some good touches in that game and has a lot of flair in him. So he could really stand out in this one against uh, against the Cowboys for sure. Um, Luke Keary. Oh, I loved him, loved him last season. Um, but I think he's sort of turned into that organizer now. I think he's sort of taken that kickback role whilst, and in letting Sam Walker sort of be the off-the-cuff sort of guy. Um, mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Um, but what are, you, what are your thoughts on this Harvest pairing? Who do you, who do you have here uh, as the better Harvest pairing? In regards to Luke Keery and Sam Walker, Keery didn't play much last year because obviously he's coming back from that ACL. Yeah, uh, but Keery, uh, he was more of the yeah he played more of the six originally but now he's really come into that that controller role like you're saying because sam walker is a lot more of the enigmatic elusive kind of player there uh that needs a carry figure alongside him so yeah i think that uh you want to look at sam walker and Kiri, but i haven't seen that Kiri has really come back from his acl which is why i put him lower in quality than into elite because obviously on record for what he's done so far, you definitely be chucking him as the elite. But I was doing my tier list based on the fact that coming into this season, and I thought he was going to struggle. And he has kind of struggled so far. And I don't think the Harvest pairing has been working as much as a lot of people were looking forward to. Uh, they probably would have thought this was going to be a lot better. But they still have plenty of opportunity to change it around. Sam Walker is fantastic, like you did say. Uh, but it just comes down to whether he can work alongside Kiri. But I do think that if they're going to choose anybody there, I, I, I think they'd probably lean with Sam Walker over Kiri in regards to if they felt like the partnership wasn't working, uh, which is big considering that Kiri has such a massive resume. Uh, moving into the Cowboys, though, Tommy Deaton and Chaddy Townsend. Townsend has been pretty good. He's obviously just, you know, he's going to do what he's going to do. He's going to uh, be above average but nothing really more overall in my opinion and that's what we knew was going to happen but Deirdre has been the real surprise this year it's really kind of it's like in a horse race you're coming around you see your horse dying off and then he's just decided to kick and he's just he's gone on and buddy you know continued uh rather than dying off and that's what Deirdre's done because he last year was getting you know shocking reviews from everybody in the NRL community saying that he was just not good enough I was speaking to Toby Sexton about him and obviously their mates and he was like oh yeah he's he's hit a bit of a um, rough patch in regards to you know the expectations that he had early days but he's been good there for the Cowboys man so you know I'm looking forward to I think based on form I'm, I'm saying that Deed and the Townsend get this battle but I'm, I'm still looking at the the fact that they've only played three teams outside the top eight this year the Roosters on the other hand you know they've had some you know bigger games in regards to Manly in regards to the Rabbitohs 
and the Knights game. But the Knights was a different story, though, because they hadn't played any of their stars in the preseason. And that was why you do play them in the preseason to get them ready. And they weren't ready for that first game. So I think that was a bit of a, you know, a bit of a mix up in regards to how the Roosters went that one. So I'm still taking the Roosters halves there. I do believe they're better overall. But the form of Deedon and Townsend is, is probably the better. But, you know, I've explained why. Yeah, for sure. Look, for me, I'm leaning towards the Roosters just from what I watched from them in that game. I thought that they worked really well. I thought even though they lost that game, I thought that the things that they were doing, sort of the role that Kiri sort of taking now and Sam Walker, I'm going to lead towards the Roosters. Uh, but Tom Dearden's been sensational, as you say, over the past few weeks uh, and really come out in some good form. But I thought that Chad last week was sort of the main guy. I had Chad Townsend in my team of the week. Um, mm, it was good. And I thought that just... And he's it's similar in the terms of in terms of Kiri, both pl- premiership winning halves. He's sort of taken that, um, as I, as I said before, with Kiri controlling role and sat back while Tom Dearden is the flair, the X factor, which is what I really like about Chad Townsend's game. Now he did cop a little bit of criticism in the first few rounds just because of the fact that we weren't seeing an explosive Chad Townsend, but we've got to remember this guy's not in his early twenties anymore. Uh, Mm. He is getting of age, but the controlling role that he has got at that Cowboy side is what I'm really liking and it's working well with Tom Dearden. So I'm a bit 50, 50. I am going to have to go though with the Roosters halves. I just think that, from what I've seen from them, seeing them first, it's very weird seeing halves firsthand compared to the TV because you, you see things that you don't yeah, normally see. Um, but yeah, Sam Walker and Luke Keary, I think from what I saw from them on the weekend, I'm going to have to take them in this one. Um, moving on to the forwards, we've got Jordan McLean, Reese Robson, Cohen Hess, Tom Gilbert, Jeremiah Nanai and Jason Taumalolo versus Lindsay Collins, Connor Watson, the sexiest man in the on the planet, vibe culture man uh, at the nine with COCY, Takiyaho, Nat Butcher, Satili Tupanua, uh, and Victor Radley, um, who I think is going to be massive in this game. In terms of forward pack, we're taking the Roosters or the Cowboys? I'm taking the Roosters here, but the Cowboys have looked fantastic. And I think that form against the smaller teams doesn't really matter so much against uh, in, in rugby. I think that... Uh, you know, you could play bad teams, good teams, mid-range teams, and the forwards are going to be the forwards regardless. Uh, but then again, the back row has obviously really adjusted nowadays and adapted to being a bit more of an attacking back row. Obviously, we saw Nanai score three tries. We've seen Dave Fafita being fantastic in the last couple of years as I Papali'i. Those kind of guys and, and Crichton, you know, those guys have really broken onto the scene and shown that that position has adapted to be a lot more attacking. Looking into the front rowers there though, Cohen Harrison, McLean against Collins and, and Takiyaho, I'm definitely giving that battle to the Roosters. Connor Watson, I'm taking over Robson, but I think Robson's been pretty decent so far. Uh, I think the nine is definitely separated there from the forwards and that fact that you still can't, you, yeah, it, it does come down to the position that you are taking on to see the quality that you're, you're possessing. Uh, but I'll, I'll take Watson there. However, he's obviously not usually going to be that guy. It's going to be Sammy Verrills, uh, but Watson would normally be in the 14. Because uh, Verrills, how, how many weeks away is he still? Oh, I think he's a few weeks yet. I think he he's, hasn't got the best of injuries. I think he's still at least two or th- maybe even three weeks out. Um, mm. I'm very unlucky there for Sam Verrills, especially since the injury toll that he's taken. Question. Yeah. Do you see Verrills taking back that nine spot from Connor Watson or do you see Connor Watson retaining it? Who's the number 14 for the Roosters? Drew Hutchinson. He's fantastic. 
Uh, I would say Connor Watson goes to the 14. I'd say Sam Verrills goes to the number nine. Interesting, because I, and over the past few weeks, I have been copping a bit for this one, but I thought that Drew Hutchinson, the way he starts games at nine, has been really good. Mm. And again, going to that South Brewster's game and watching it firsthand, uh, it definitely gave me a bit more of an insight, but I thought that Hutchinson... I understand- yeah. I understand what you're saying, but with that being said, Robbo has come out many times and said that Sammy Verrills is his number nine. Um, he said on, on many occasions that he's going to be sticking with him and that Watson was more going to be coming in as that floater because I actually think that Watson's probably better lock. Um, I think he's a really good lock, but obviously he can't really get into that position right now. Mm. Uh, and, and he's more of a guy that can float. You know, you can chuck Connor Watson into the halves. You can chuck him into the hooker. You can chuck him into the back row. You can chuck him into a lock position. And that's exactly what you want from your 14, a guy who can play multiple positions. And we know Hutchinson, obviously, he can play a bit of hooky can play in the halves and whatnot but i think that sam verrells is a designated hooker compared to to watson who is more of that roma um that you can see so that's why i would argue that and from the fact that robo came out and obviously really said that verrells is the number nine there uh, but i do know what you're saying hutchinson has been good staff games yeah look it's very interesting here in terms of hookers and this is going to be rough as guts but i'm actually taking robson and i like robson's game because he's got really good service. He's a really good running nine. Some games he just really stands out and he and he does some pretty amazing things there. Watson is unreal. I don't think he's a nine though, as I said. As you said, sorry, I think he is a 13. Um, and he plays that role really well. Um, very interesting stuff. Going into the back row and into the lock roles, I think this is going to be a big factor in this game. Um, Gilbert and Nanai. Gilbert, Gilbert's defensive efforts over the past few weeks have just been first class. He's really come out and had a really good start to this season. And Nanai, the young guy coming in, really good game from him, obviously scoring a hat-trick last week. Um, so great stuff from him. Jason Tamalolo, oh, it's a strange one. Is he getting enough minutes? Is this the best Tamalolo that we can see? Then you've got Butcher and Tupanua on the other side who have been in good form themselves and Victor Radley, Victor Radley, the Victor the Inflictor. Uh, he's always been looking good there for the Roosters. So in terms of the back row in the 13, who are you taking? I'm taking the Cowboys there. I think that Tamalolo is, you know, one of the best locks in the game, if not the best lock in the game. I think Jeremiah Nanai has been absolutely incredible. We knew this was coming. Uh, it just exploded against the Broncos. And as you said, Tom Gilbert's defense has been fantastic. I would take the Cowboys there. I think Tupanua is a good player. I think he's a great player. I think he's probably, obviously, he's definitely the best of the two there regarding him and, and Nat Butcher uh, compared to, you know, the other guys there. But Victor Radley uh, and Tamalolo, I think that the game has gone away from Radley still. I think people are trying to force their way back to thinking that hasn't it still has gone away from where he was he's a very aggressive player uh, and that's great but i still i definitely think the tamalolo is the better of the two there so i'm taking the cowboys righto 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 in terms of score prediction what have you got here uh i still think the roosters are going to give him a bit of a wake-up call and i'm going to say a roosters to win this game 34 to uh 12 34 to 12 i've got it being a bit closer than that i think that the cowboys could still come out red hot I've got it being 22 to 12. Um, I just think that both of these sides, and obviously we've pretty much rated more Cowboys than we have Roosters here. Um, But yeah, it's a very interesting one. As we said before, it could go either way. I'm going to take it down a bit because of the Robbo factor. I'm going to go 24. Did you say 22 to 12? 22 to 12, yeah. 
I'm I'm pretty happy to go around 24-12, around that that range there. Because of the Robbo factor, I think they still get a good win. Um, but I, I think, that, yeah, I'll go no, I'll go 26-12. I'll take a try off them. 26-12. I like yeah. it. I like it. 22-12, 26-12. Well,